It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Copy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind It's another week Hey, 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 it's another week and it's me, Kelechi, up in the place to be. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Welcome to another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind and unofficially known as Suck Your Mom. Yes, yes. I'm sure you're all saying it with me now, so I'm proper happy about that. I'm happy about the fact that I now know some of the ways that some of you listen to the podcast, whether it's like, I don't know, you turn it up on your speakers at home because your mum, your dad's not at home and you start talking along with me. I really, really appreciate that. I think it's fantastic. I think it's just wonderful. Um, and I know some people like listen for some weird reason, listen on the bus when you know that you're going to be laughing and you're going to be wiling out. So yeah, maybe rethink those things there. But I'm just really, really so grateful for the fact that everyone's, you know, people are listening and they're giving me feedback and I greatly appreciate it. I'm always astounded when I see like just the, how many people are listening, you know, off iTunes and things like that and SoundCloud. It's, it's weird to me because I'm just like, really? Me? Are you sure? But... I guess so. I might as well. Um, so yeah, it's great. So I'm Kelechi Okafor. As I said, welcome to another week of SYM. And there's just quite a bit to kind of get into today. Firstly, I will say that apologies for last week. I kept saying cheekiest monkey when obviously I meant coolest monkey. But you knew that. You knew what I was trying to get at. And Brent did give me an option. He told me before I left the, the studio, before I left here, he was like, you, you know that you said this, right? And I was like, I don't care. I want to go home. Um, so I just put it out like that. So I, I, I should care more. I guess. Um, today's been long because I went to do a photo shoot today. Um, we went out f quite a way, myself and Fazana, to go. Fazana's an amazing makeup artist, also known by the name of um, Makeup by Satan. A lot of people are perturbed by the fact that she's called Satan on with her title, you know, the name of her business. But just like get with it. Like it rocks. I like it. So we went out to go and film with Paul, um, shoot at mine. And we went to like a derelict building and I did some nude shots and I really like them. I just like the fact that I had a little bit of nipple out here and there. Like I just, I felt like a baby girl. I felt like a very cold baby girl. And if anyone watched um, Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week, you would have seen that I got hypothermia in like episode one. So I didn't really want to be like repeating that again in my life, but um, it is what it is. Um, it was wonderful and I can't wait to see the shot. So we did that today, very early in the morning. And then I went home to get my bits and um, have a bath and stuff, like wash myself off of the, you know, lying down on the crusty floor of a broken down building. Um, and now I feel refreshed and I'm here recording. So it's wonderful. So I'm thinking 
let's get into the the card pool for today what i should have actually done is brought the card i'm so used to like seeing the card at home and then like leaving it at home because i know the image in my head but i really should have brought it along with me and i will from now on now that i'm filming this stuff because youtube are trying to be pussy clarts and like they want to take away my monetization even though i don't get absolutely i get nothing from this monetization but i just like the fact that i have it but now they're going to take it away because I don't have 1,000 subscribers and um, I need to get like 4,000 watched hours per month or, so, or per year or something. And I don't have that. But I guess it's given me an incentive to create more visual content. Um, so I thought, why not just create visual content for this? So if someone wants to, they can watch it on YouTube if they want to do that, if they feel like it or, you know. Who knows? You can do whatever you like, but at least I'm going to have it on on other channels as well for you to access. So that's a great, great thing there. So like I said, we'll get into the card pool for today. And the card pool that I got was the sun. So I keep getting all the major arcanas to talk to you about. Um, I mean, the other time I got the pentacles, but you know, yeah, another major arcana, the sun. Now the sun is is interesting, especially at this time of year. And I guess I'll say that all the time, but it really, really is interesting for this time of the year because the sun comes, I think it's uh, card number, I want to say card number 19 of the deck. And that's, it's important because before you get to the sun, you would have had so much drama along the way with that fall. Cause you know, I explained about the fall. We start with the fall at the beginning of his journey and the final completion of the journey is when we end up at the world. So um, when we get to the sun, it's just interesting because to get to the sun, we would have dealt with our darker side, the devil. So whenever the devil comes up, it's not like literally, oh my God, Satan is chasing you. But you know, more so like, our darker selves, the selves that, the part of ourselves that we don't want to um, acknowledge, um, whether it's trauma, whether it's addiction, things that we don't want to speak about or realize that are there. That's what the devil usually signifies. So you would have dealt with the devil. You would have dealt with the absolute chaos of the tower, which is another major arcana card that just speaks to like, everything in your life fucking falling to pieces just like breaking the fuck down but every when that things like that happen is so something better can be built in its place there's always a positive angle i find for every single one of the cards that we come across in the tarot deck but you know you would have gone through that you would have gone through facing your darker side of the devil you'd have gone through the tower like being burnt to smithereens everything just falling to absolute shit and just being ashes and then you would have started recovering on the side where everything's fallen to pieces around you with the star card where you start to replenish the ground and you start to grow things again and then you come to the sun you come to the sun and it's the image of a tiny baby naked baby on a horse a white horse with sunflowers growing out of a sto stone wall behind him and um he's got a red flag and everything just feels like celebratory and that's really where we're at i think at this point of the year we've had that whole kind of oh january's so tough money's tight da -da 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 -da. and now we're coming to the point where we're celebrating but i think even for 2018 as a whole i feel like the sun speaks to that the fact that 
if you're listening to this and I'm not even saying it as a generalization, I honestly, honestly, I'm telling you now, like whatever you're doing, just stop for a second and listen. I'm telling you this now that this year is the year that you're going to do some major, major things. You're going to do some up there, up there things. Like you're going to be doing major upments that even you weren't ready for. And that's what that card is saying. That card is saying that this is the year that you really, really settle into your own happiness. Sometimes we're afraid of our happiness, especially when it comes after a lot of trauma. We, we don't trust happiness. A lot of us don't trust it. This is the kind of happiness you can trust. This is the kind of happiness that comes after you've literally gutted out your entire life, whether it's you've left the job or you've ended a relationship that wasn't working for you. Um, this all matters. This is this is really the time that things start to go your way and you can just settle into the fact that you are loved. You are loved primarily by yourself, but you're also loved by the universe. And the happiness that's here is the happiness that's here to stay. So you can embrace it and you can just walk in the knowledge that you've got shit on lock. Like you are totally, totally cool. And that's really what the card speaks about. The card is talking about those kind of things. It's a very much a Leo card. So, you know, it speaks to a lot of like creativity, whether it's singing or performing. It's really that time to be creative, to give birth to creative things. Obviously we can't ignore the fact that it's a tiny child that's on the horse. Um, and some to a lot of people that actually, depending on what kind of reading you're doing, that actually means maybe a pregnancy's on the way or something, 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 something to go on. So, you know, that, that's there as well. But for me personally, whenever I see the sun card, it, it's a good omen. It tells you that success is very much yours. It's not something that you now need to fight for. The success is yours. So it's time to give birth to whatever that thing is that you want. You have to now, now is the time to create it. Um, it also on another flip side speaks to sometimes relationships that have ended, but they've ended prematurely and they're now coming back in a new form. So sometimes old things that you thought mm, that wasn't working, but they're coming back again because there's something for you to have there. And it's coming back in a different form that can fit better into the life that you have. So there's that, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's an interesting aspect of it as well. But I will bring the card next time and show you and the camera so you can see that too and, and kind of see the imagery. And you can always Google the imagery of the sun and just put the sun tarot and you'll see you see what the card looks like. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just really, really interesting that that's there. It's funny that the child comes, the child comes after the fool has started this journey. Almost we're coming to the end of the fool's journey. And that's when we see the sun and that's when we see this child. Um, at the very beginning, we see the moon. And obviously, you know, with moonlight, it only partially lights your way. But the sun is very different in that the sun allows you to see all. So it kind of speaks to that whole thing of like, whatever it's done in the dark will come to the light. And this is it. So you might find that maybe this kind of week or this month, um, or just generally maybe long-term in this year, a lot of truths that you weren't aware of before are going to be so much more magnified to you. Like they're going to be so much more obvious to you. And then it's up to you to walk in the new knowledge, the happiness of that new knowledge. And also to remember that we're seeing the child because oftentimes when we go through trauma, when we've been through some real, real shit in our life, it means 
that we have to be reborn. We are reborn in that struggle. Um, we become new in that struggle. And our inner children, I always believe this, that our inner children are the biggest warriors that we have in this life. They are the resilient spirits that keep us going as adults. Like as adults, we're just shells, just trying to do things. But the inner child, honestly, is what keeps you going, that, that remembers that thing that you want and is striving for it. So that's why I think we see the sun and we, and, um, we see the child in the sun card because the child has now come out to play. And we should never forget that as adults, we are entitled to still be innocent. If someone like me, where, you know, I speak often about childhood trauma and things like that. For years, I don't feel like I had a childhood. I didn't have a childhood in the way that I got to enjoy innocence. I don't think I ever really knew what innocence was. I didn't, that got taken away from me very early. But now I make a mission of, being more playful and being more childlike. And I think that that's often what people allude to when they say to me, wow, I didn't know how old you were. I didn't know that's your age because you're so kind of like effervescent. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. But it's because I wanted to reclaim that. I wanted to reclaim that childhood I didn't have and also to be the mother to myself that I needed. So it's a duality. You know, there are many facets to us existing as people and how we choose to do that individually. So the sun is a brilliant, brilliant card, honestly. Um, it's just saying that this is your year. If you're listening to this right now, no matter what kind of day you're having, I'm telling you, even if you end up busting out into tears after this, just know that this year, unlike any other year, is your year and you are going to be happy. It's not even a case of you finding happiness because you are happiness. You just have to acknowledge it. So that's that's all there is for the sun, really. I'm just really happy to share that with you. Yes. So now moving on, moving on to magnificence this week share your magnificence sym share your magnificence now before i launch into this i will just say again for those people who listen but somehow still send me emails about who they want to nominate to the wrong fucking address if you would like to send me anything to do with this show please send it to sym at kalechiokafor.com S-Y-M at KelechiOkafor.com. That is, in policeman fed terms, phonetically, or, pho yeah, is it phonetic? You know what I mean. Sierra Yankee Mike at KelechiOkafor.com. Send it there. Because some of you are doing the most, sending it to, like, my pole dance studio address. And I'm stubborn. If you don't send it to the right um, address, I won't acknowledge it. Because that's how I am. I'm a stubborn person. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And I, I would like more letters. I, some of you DM me and say, oh, I'm planning to send you a letter. I just haven't got around to it. Do it now. Just write the ting and send it through so I can have a read and I can bring it, you know, I can, I can talk about it on the show. But anyway, moving on to share your magnificence. So I've got two magnificent people this week. Um, you'll probably wonder why I didn't do them sooner. And I didn't do them sooner because I was actually waiting for them to have something major that they wanted me to promote or that, that not they, they explicitly wanted me to promote, but that I saw on their page. And I just thought, boom, this is the time I'm going to put it out there. But um, nothing's been mentioned to me and I just can't wait any longer. So my first share your magnificence goes out to a baby girl, a princess, 
the princess of Peknam, yeah? The princess of Peknam, yeah? The, 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 the baby girl of Peckham, the slum flower. The slum flower, this is for you. Chidera, you are so, so loved. I love you immensely. Like, I don't know what I was doing on the internet before I knew who you were. Like, I, obviously I saw you about on the internet, but I just didn't think, hmm, I didn't think, oh, I wanted to follow or I, I cared to follow. How wrong I was, how very wrong I was because Chidera is incredible. I'm, I'm 31, yeah? I'm 31 years old. Chidera is 23 years old, yet the wisdom that she kind of gives and, and gifts to the internet is unlike any other. I just look at her and think, rah, at 23, I was a hot, flaming piece of mess. Like, I was a hot, darn mess. But here's Chidera just really exploring what it means for her to be a black woman, a Nigerian woman, you know, a, a, a Peckham girl, like all of these things, all of these aspects, these facets to her personality, she's exploring them and she's exploring them unapologetically. And I'm in awe. And I'm also grateful because I was her first guest that she had on her show on Radar Radio. And it meant a lot to me. Like, I feel like real recognize real and she's looking mighty familiar. Yeah. Like we all make missteps along the way. And I'm sure both of us are somebody's problematic fave in that we don't always get it right. Or we don't always phrase it the way that other people would prefer, but you know, she does what she does. And, and I really, really appreciate it. She speaks in a sisterly way to other women that kind of rugged, rough advice that, you we all need sometimes like it's not you don't need someone to sugarcoat shit for you it, it is what it is you take it or you leave it and i'm just proud of her i'm just thinking rah if you're doing this at 23 if you're just being so incredible at 23 what are you going to do when you're my age i'm i'm so prepared and i'm so ready for her to like just snatch all my edges i don't have any edges unfortunately because of the nigerian aunties that the hairdressers they ripped my edges away but if i had edges Shadera would snatch them is what I'm saying. So I'm just in awe of you. Like God bless you for just being who you are. God bless your mum because I see your posts, you know, from time to time about your mum. And I just think, wow, praise mothers, you know, like I have a lot of mums that follow me now and I just respect you guys, man. And I don't respect you just because you pushed out a, a, a child from your nan. No, the respect is something else. It's the fact that, you're navigating society, having this person that relies on you and you're still exploring who you are as a person that aside from being a mother and that matters. And so I, I greatly rate mothers who are raising revolutionary children. You are doing incredible work and I love you all. And Chidera, the slum flower, AKA, you are just wonderful. Big up yourself. Tap your chest two times because you're a real G and I love you. I love you. And my second share your magnificence goes out to Leona Nicole Black. Why? Leona Nicole Black, if you don't know her, is the baddest, baddest, and I did not stutter, baddest tarot reader in 
I'm going to go as far as saying in England, as far as I'm concerned. In the UK, Leona Nicole Black is the baddest tarot reader in the UK. And you can come fight me, but you're not going to find me. Ah... Because there's no need to argue with me. Leona Nicole Black is just badass. She's badass because she brings academia into how she she theoretically kind of does her tarot reading. And I learned so much from her and I'm inspired by her. And I haven't mentioned her sooner because I really wanted to kind of, I I, I feel it in myself that she's got a major project that's coming this year. And I want to be the first one to kind of be like, boom, check out Leona. But that, there's no, there's no reason why I can't shout her out every week if I really wanted to. So whenever that big, uh, big project comes, I'll be ready for her. But for now, I just want you to know that Leona, you are an inspiration. And I know that sometimes it's hard to be a woman. That was me channeling Dolly Parton. Hey. Yeah, sorry. Off on a tangent. But yeah, I know it's hard to be a woman in this society. It's hard to be a woman in academia because she's, um, if you don't know, Leona's doing her PhD. Um, so I can't wait to call her Dr. Leona Nicole Black. Ah, oh, I cannot wait. But um She's doing all of these things and it's stressful, yet she still finds this place in within her, within her being to give the most loving tarot readings. Like every single person, like I talk about Leona on my Insta stories as often as I can without it looking like she's paying me because she, she isn't. I just, I just love her. And I, and I, and you, if you know me by now, you know that I stand for excellence. Like if you're an excellent being, I'm all for you. Like I will ride for you hard. So I ride for Nicole, um, Leona Nicole Black. Like I think what she's doing is incredible. And, um, you know, I talk about her on Insta stories and everyone who follows me on Instagram, on Insta stories or, or on Twitter that see me talk about Leona, they've gone to have readings from her and every single person has come back and said, Kelechi, yo, she is, she's something else. Like she is really out here doing the thing. So if you're in two minds, I'm not trying to go and lead any of you to the occult or before you go and report me to your parents. Eh, I listened to Kelechi's podcast and she said, I should go out and see one woman like this that's telling me to go out and come out and read some cards. I didn't tell you to go and do anything so you can shut your long lips yeah but should you decide that you are looking for a tarot reader you're looking for a black woman you want to patronize a black woman for for the work the excellent work that she's doing please holler at leona nicole black because she is literally everything and i if 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 this is what she wants to do full time then this is me putting it out there that you know let's let's make it what she does full time because she's actually sick at what she does she's big in the game and she means so much to me. Like she did a reading for me and I, I played it back to myself like seven times because I was just like, what? Especially since I didn't give her all of the information. And the reason I went to Leona for a reading is because when I do my tarot readings for myself, I, I told you at the beginning of this po uh, episode that I'm a very, very stubborn person. Like nobody can tell me to do anything that I do not want to do. I must choose that that's the thing I want to do. And you, sh you should be so lucky that you suggested something that I happen to do, but it's not because you suggested it that I'm doing it. And this is the constant battle that I have with the cards and with my spirit guides. Um, in the fact that I'll be looking into a situation and I'll pull cards and they'll tell me the absolute truth and I'll go, no, no, I, I don't feel like I want to, <laughs> oh my God, I feel sick. I don't want to pay attention right now. I don't, I don't want to pay attention. So I ignore it. So I needed to have an impartial party that was 
didn't have all of the information, just very simple, basic information that I felt that she would need to do a reading for me. And this woman read me back to front, inside out. And I was like, whoa, damn. That, that, that escalated quickly. It was so intuitive and it was so fantastic and it was so loving. This is the thing because I promise you that there are other um, people out there that are doing what Leona does and they don't do it as well because it just sounds so like woe is me and doom and gloom. But everything about her, she empowers you as an individual, whether man or woman or non-binary. She empowers you to, to find to, to, to find the resolutions to the things that the cards have brought up for you. It is possible. So I just really, really rate her. And those are my two magnificent women this week, my magnificent people. Um, I'm so grateful that you exist in this world because you give me something to look forward to and um, to be proud of. I'm proud that you exist. I'm proud that I'm a black woman like you both and you're both just absolutely big in the game. So that's Share Your Magnificence. I'm going to move swiftly on then to So You Mad, So You Mad. Yeah, moving on. So, So You Mad this week. I'm actually going to be looking at a tweet that a friend, like a Twitter friend of mine wrote. His Twitter handle is Just Call Me Baba. I don't want to say his actual, like his government name in case he's actually trying to not have it out in these streets. So... At Just Call Me Baba, he went to Denmark recently and he was trying to get into his Airbnb, I imagine. And someone who I think was going into the same building or, yeah, I think they were going into the same building, saw him fumbling with his keys because he had all of his stuff with him and Denmark's fucking cold. So he's trying to like figure it out and open the door to get into the apartment. And the person goes, please, 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 no burglary. No burglary. Is your, is your entire village, are they mad? I'll just read his tweet to you, just so you know, Wagwan. This is what he wrote. This is what Just, um, just Call Me Baba wrote. Ah, the sweet smell of freshly toasted racism. Being in Denmark about 45 minutes, some, guys, um, some guy sees me fumbling with my key at the door and instead of offering to help, he says, please, no burglary. Good to know it's a universal thing. Keep in mind, I'm wearing a huge fur coat and a massive traveling backpack on my bag, um, on my back and um, with what, another one next to me. Not exactly the best uniform for breaking into someone's house in a country where 95% plus of the people are white. That made me really, really sad. I know that he wrote it in, you know, tongue in cheek, like it definitely, definitely happened, but he tried to, you know, give an element of lightness to it. But it just made me sad that it seems like there's no fucking place that we can go in this world as black people, that people haven't already formed an opinion of us based on our blackness. And what kind of impractical motherfucking robber, burglar would he be to wear a big fur coat and have a backpack on his back and then have another backpack by his leg? And then be fumbling with keys when he knows that it's not exactly like he's inconspicuous. But you motherfuckers that I just love. And I bet this guy, if we asked him to quote some rap lyrics, he would know two, two rap lyrics. But then you see a black guy and it's like, please, no burglary. So firstly, I'm insulted because you think I would be a shit burglar because I would be coming through this front door with a key like. Uh. Um, but also 
just that narrative and 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 this is why i get scared for black men my you know having two brothers having two adult brothers i worry for them and i pray for their lives every day because the fear that white people have of blackness gets black people killed all the time all the fucking time because of their irrational fear of blackness that's basically you know linked to their to their guilt People are getting killed and imprisoned unjustly because of this stupid, stupid fear. And it just makes me really, really sad that this continues. Like people have these perceptions of us and it's okay. Like I can get on the train or the tube and I'm looking flyer than a motherfucker. And I sit down and the white woman will pull her bag close to her chest. And I'm thinking, bitch, you're actually pulling your bag away from me thinking that I'm going to jack you. When have I in my life ever jacked a country? You man are jacking countries, entire fucking continents. Yet you have the cheek to now pull your bag close to you like I'm the thief. Wow. That's really something. You're really trying to think, but you're not going to try it with me. So I'm just wishing, um, just call me Baba. I'm just sending him love because because it's so exhausting traveling while black. You know, I get it traveling as a black woman when I go around Europe, them assuming that I'm a sex worker. I support sex workers and, 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 and I want them to be safe and I want things to be regulated so they can be looked after. But it's still annoying that people assume just automatically that I must be a sex worker and they can speak to me anyhow because you know, I'm a black woman. So what else could I possibly be? Couldn't fucking be an astronaut because, you know, black and I've got a pussy. So I, I must be selling it. It's, it's, it's tiring. I get tired of traveling sometimes because I'm tired. Like I said, in one of the upper, um, other episodes, when I was stopped at the airport, I'm always stopped at the airport. I'm always the one for a random check. I'm always the one that people want to point at when I'm out and about, when I go to these places and it's tiring, but I can't imagine what it feels like. to just be excited. You're in a new country. You're there to live your best life. And someone already straight off the bat accuses you of being a burglar. Like, remember when it happened to Stormzy? Stormzy moved to a fancy new area, you know, living up, living it up because now he's got some money. And someone, one of the neighbors called the police and said that Stormzy was breaking into the house. They thought that Stormzy was breaking into his own house because how could a black man have a house like that? And the police then came and kicked the door down while he was in there sleeping with his girl. They came and kicked the door down because they wanted to check who this burglar was. The burglar that obviously goes in the house and goes to sleep because his name's Goldilocks. That's what's funny to me, yeah? We have stories like Goldilocks where this little bitch goes into the woods, walks up into someone else's house. Now this is just, if there is a story ever written that tells you about white privilege and tells you about the superiority of white femininity, it's Goldilocks and the three bears. Notice the color of the bears as well. So Goldilocks is in the woods and she's like, rah, mm, I'm hungry. Oh, she opens the, um, the door to their house, walks inside. Bitch goes to go and eat the food that they set out. They put out porridge for themselves. She goes there and she's like, ooh, ah, too hot. Ooh, too cold. Ooh, just right. You're eating someone else's food. 
So she finishes that, has a look around the house. Then she decides that she wants to go and sleep or whatever, goes up to their bedroom, makes herself comfortable. And they come home to find this little pussy clot in their home. And she's chilling and she then gets scared of them. Bitch, you're scared of them when you are in their house. Like, what? And she didn't get what she deserved because if I was one of them bears and I found her in my yard, you're getting eaten with the porridge, baby girl. That's what's about to happen right now. I'm about to use my acrylic claws to scratch out your face because you shouldn't have been up in my yard in the first place. How about that? Um, so the, it, it's just the neuroses, I always say, of whiteness that they project their thieving qualities onto uh, their thieving characteristics onto everybody else and they don't take ownership of it. And that I've got a massive problem with that. So that was my first one. And, and my second So You Mad was this guy who tweeted um, about appropriation. But obviously he tweeted, I feel like he wrote the tweet um, with his fingers and his phone up in his asshole. Like I legit think that that's how he was tweeting because what he tweeted was utter bullshit. He said, on your boss, who wear Ankara appropriate African culture. That's he put that in quotes, um, air quotes or whatever. And he goes, so when I wear a suit and tie, am I appropriating European culture? There's an entire useless industry of self-harming outrage in the African diaspora. Everyone eats sushi. Are the Japanese outraged? <sighs> so obviously I had to open my mouth and I was just like, I present to you exhibit A, the conflation of appropriation, assimilation and appreciation. Well done, village headmaster. Because that's it. Some of you like to do too know, like, oh, I know everything. I'm going to speak about this. And you know, fuck all. You clearly don't know the difference between appropriation, assimilation and appreciation. Because all in all of those things, there comes power dynamics, yeah? Power dynamics are at play and also erasure is at play. Appropriation happens where a more dominant part of um, society or a more dominant group looks at something that another group of people have and go, oh, I like that. I want it. And they take it and they don't give credit to the people that they have taken it from. I know that throughout throughout history, we, we've all been some cultural hybrid and, and taking things from other cultures to make something of our own cultures. Case in point, Dutch wax, the, the African print that we, you know, the things that we call, the fabrics that we call African print, their Bartik prints and things like that. Like that was, I guess, inspired um, by what us trading centuries and centuries ago. That's what inspired it. But the fact is, it's very much known to Africa. So whether it, wherever, wherever it's printed, that's its business. The fact is that the, the fabric is known to Africa. So don't come and tell me a different story now that Millicent wants to use it to sew outfits for, for her fashion college, um, you know, coursework. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. And so that's the difference that they take something, they don't give credit to the people that they've taken it from. And then they try to erase the people. And they're usually people that don't, they don't even like, but they want the things that these people have. And that's what we face as black people all the time. Things being taken from our various cultures by white people, they make it mainstream while still hating us and killing us. Like that's a fucking problem. Now you saying, oh, 
well so when i uh, when i wear a suit to work and uh, a suit and tie to the work is that me appropriating european culture well no it's not you appropriating european culture because we live in a white supremacist patriarchal society that most places have been colonized so whether you like it or not you are assimilating you're doing what you need to do to fit the societal norm of the dominant group that's what you're doing because if you showed up to work in an aguada you know you showed up in your native clots yeah kathy in a hr would have been like oh hi tunday um hi tunday um could i just have a word just a quick word um just a friendly reminder that you can't really wear your um costumes to work she's gonna call your motherfucking outfit a costume that's what she's gonna do she's gonna disrespect the thing yeah that's how they treat it so you assimilate in order to to fit into a societal norm so you can get ahead if you decide to contravene those things and um, those rules that are set in place you probably won't have a job Kathy in HR will snatch your job the way that she feels the need to dig her hand into, um, into, into, into black people's hair in the workplace. So don't get it twisted. You're not appropriating anything because you do not have the power to do so. And then you mention, oh, people are eating sushi. Does that, are the Japanese outraged? They're not outraged because they're, they own most of the Japanese restaurants. So therefore they're making money from it. There's such a thing as globalization of things. And so therefore people are appreciating sushi. So they're eating sushi, but the money is going to where? The motherfucking sushi makers. Yeah, it's going to those people. They're, they're getting something from it. When we have our things appropriated, we are not getting anything from it. That's the problem. And don't get it twisted. People still appropriate Japanese culture. So that was a very fucking bad example also. But whatever. Yeah. Just keep talking to Tink because you obviously don't know what you're talking about. And it gets me vexed. Like some of you are so quick to jump to the defense of caucasity. When white people are doing a madness, you're so quick to jump up and be like, I'm the white person savior. I'm the white people warrior. I have come to save them. Nobody asked you. Shut your mouth. Yeah, they don't need you to fight their battles. They've got enough man riding for them. They don't need you to calm the fuck down. Yeah, and stop tap dancing. No one needs you to do your extra little jig. No one asked you. Calm the fuck down. Woo. So it brings us to that portion of the week. Suck your mum, AKA straw of the week. Now, straw of the week, I was in two minds because i i did a twitter poll a couple of nights ago when i asked people have you ever dated someone who was jealous or intimidated by your achievements and i was actually saddened that like 54 percent of people said yes and 24 percent said i think no and then the other percentage were like they said i think they said mm, not sure. It's the not sure that makes me sad because how can you not be sure? That's the worst place to be in when you don't even know that the person that's meant to be your partner, that's meant to be your teammate, that's meant to be your intimate person, you don't know whether they're intimidated by you, by your successes or not. If you just sit down and take a breather, it'll actually become apparent. Do they try to stop you doing the things that you enjoy? When you are about to make a major leap in your business, are they going, yes, go and do it. You, you can, you deserve it. Reach for everything you want in this life. You deserve it. Or are they like, 
Oh, you're going to do that little thing again. Oh, who are you going to do it with? Oh, hmm. Well, enjoy your little thing. You know, making whatever you're striving for, they talk about it in a, in a diminutive sense so as to undermine you. Is that the kind of person you're dealing with? Or every time that you want to do something great with your life, they start an argument or they, you know, they just do a madness that distracts you from what you need to be focusing on, the excellent thing that you're trying to achieve. Those are the things that you need to sit down and take stock of. So I was initially going to hand a straw out to the worst tweets that I received about, you know, the experiences that people have had. And I thought, you know what? No, I want to be more specific. Yeah. My straw of the week goes out to Kevin Spacey. The straw of the week goes out to Kevin Spacey because while he was on the set of House of Cards, this fool was doing a madness. Like I was already upset with the way that he dealt with being accused of sexual assault. And he released that press statement or that um, statement where he said, I've decided to, oh, I can't remember if I assaulted anyone uh, so long ago. Oh, and by the way, I've decided to live my life as a gay man. Why are you conflating the two when you already know that people readily conflate um um, sexual being a sexual predator with homosexuality. Why are you now doing that? It's careless and it's dangerous. It's, it's just clumsy and it's disgusting. So I already didn't like him from when he did that, but I have a major problem with the fact that the protective services, so the security guards that are hired for the set of, um, House of Cards are the same guys who are hired for like Marvel films and they're also hired to work with Oprah on sets. And so they're on the set of this, um, of House of Cards. And Kevin Spacey actually said, I don't want niggers on my set anymore. Um, and they claim that they were let go because Kevin Spacey didn't want to acknowledge them. He refused to shake their hands. He didn't want anything to do with them. And when they ra um, raised the concerns to management, um, the management were like, oh, they refer to Kevin Spacey as the powers that be. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, it's what he wants. And so we, we all have to just go along with him and we have to keep him happy. And that's a problem. So I'm just going to read a little excerpt, um, excerpt from um, an article where it says Earl Blue is the um, head of the VIP protective services. And he was hired by the produ um, production company, um, to be on set and do security during the season one filming um, in 2012. And he claims that Kevin Spacey, who played the lead character, Frank Underwood in the House of Cards, refused to acknowledge the black team members and even made racial slurs. Um, Earl Blue said a group of black security guards were watching the trailer for the show when he heard the actor tell his personal security manager, I don't want niggers watching my trailer. When Blue raised concerns with set managers about Spacey, who was referred to as the powers that be, he was told that's just the way he is and we've got to keep him happy. And despite producers allegedly telling VIP protective services who have provided security services for HBO in the past that they were very, very pleased with their work, their 1.1 million contract was not re renewed after that season because obviously Kevin Spacey didn't want that like and if you want to piss me off in this life deny black people their money that's the best way to piss me off when you start denying black people their things when you see them trying to prosper and you try to deny them their things and this is just what I was speaking about earlier you are making a big deal of this actual firm this well-established firm this security firm watching your trailer they're watching your trailer for you motherfucker they're looking after your trailer for you but because of your in innate guilt your thieving self 
your your you, the thieving self, the thieving spirits that reside in you. You think everyone else is a thief like you, and so you don't want niggers watching over your set or watching over your trailer. And so you want them gone. To me, that's disgusting. And I don't use the term cancelled and he was never not cancelled before, but he's extremely cancelled now. Kevin Spacey is a major, major pussy clerk for what he did with the conflation of um, being a sexual predator and homosexuality for one, not acknowledging that he sexually assaulted many, many people, many, many men, many men. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, that he sexually assaulted many men and to now get people, get black men fired from the set because, or they have their contract not renewed, even though they do great work, because you just don't like the look of black people. You just don't want them around. Yeah, it just makes things look bad. And it's funny because his character on the show is very racist, actually. Frank Underwood is an out and out racist. And he thinks that he's not because he's got that one black friend that runs the rib shack, but he ruined that one's life anyway. So it's like, I don't know, art imitating life because he, it, that's who he is in real life. He he's a black man that I mean he's a he's a white man that tries to ruin the lives of black men. He definitely does. So that's who my straw goes out to because I'm tired of white men and their thieving ways and their insecurities and just white people generally projecting their thieving characteristics onto other people and therefore impeding on their their their, their, their you know their course of success. I've got a problem with that. So Kevin Spacey, AKA Frank Underwood, I need you to take a straw, this straw of the week and go and use it to suck your mum's underneath. Yeah. Underwood, suck your mum's underneath. How about that? Yeah. Spacey, go and find a space between your mother's pussy and suck that dry because you are a useless human being and you don't, I'm glad that all of your things are being taken away from you because you're a crusty man and you deserve what you are now getting. Hmm. So that brings us to a close, boys and girls and non-binaries. Thank you so, so much for listening to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what? Yes, suck your mom. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I have been Kelechi Okafor and this has been Say Your Mind. You can follow me on at Kelechnikov. All the people that I've mentioned, Just Call Me Baba, um, The Slum Flower, um, um, Leona Nicole Black, I'll put their handles so you can, you know, follow them and do all of that good stuff and holler at them if you want to holler at them for anything. I'll put that and you can obviously follow at Say Your Mind Pod, which is the Twitter page for the podcast and just thank you so much for supporting me and i'm wishing you a fantastic week until i speak to you next time so peace it's the ben's punani woman is baby boys baby girls you need to hear this Happy sit down sit down receive this realness make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo hard time scrolling for your long shorts you might learn something you never know let you find and she's one of a kind don't say you mind say you mind